This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and the Chelsea Fan Cast. That is, of course, Jonathan Kidd and Stanford Chidge. And gents, our theme has to be returning legends. We know that Pesicek is on his way back to the club in a directorial role after that Europa in, in League final. In a what role? Director of football. It's okay. a directorial uh, direct- role. Okay. I think it's not directorial. I think you can directorial. say directorial. Do, do, I'm going to have to look it up. Okay, yeah. you do. You do that. Yeah. And You've made the voiceover artist doubt. I'm yeah. astonished. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Go it's on, just, Johnny. It's just about saying it with confidence. They'll all start doubting. Yeah. But then there is also the question of whether Frank Lampard could be coming back as well. Can I save before yes. I look this up on you Google? Can. Um, <laughs> the Czech appointment hasn't been finalised. No, but it's pretty. No, pretty but but nonetheless, it's still. I, I like that. I like what you're doing there. You're doing them what I do with players. I don't believe that they've joined the club until I see them gurning, holding a shirt yeah, next yeah, to Yeah, or even Pulisic wearing a shirt, yeah, no, showing I like a that. shirt, but mate, really mate, bizarre. In, in all seriousness, I think it's pretty much a done deal. Okay, okay, right. but I'm not convinced. Okay. Similarly, what you Lampard mean? coming to the club. Well, that's just, you know, uh, speculation, isn't r- it? A rumour made up and then everybody's debated is it, it. Is it a rumour wrapped up inside a rumour, wrapped up inside ra- of an enigma? An enigma. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all of the, what I loved about this week was the fact that they said Sarri was being sacked before the game and then it was after the game and Frank was coming in and somebody w- somewhere made that up. Then it was debated. Then it was real. Then it was true. Then it's on other radio stations discussing it and it's absolute fact. It's It's completely... Absolute shower. Absolute it's a shower. <laughs> You're going to explode. Then, I am mate. going to explode. I thought I really had to rescue you. You did. You did. But I just think it, you just think. Oh, this. So, I mean, we're 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 talking about stories that you might. Let, let's find someone else to debate who could become Chelsea Chelsea manager. John Terry. He's not been in the frame. He's a coach. Is he going to be back at Chelsea he might with be. Lampard? He might be. Yeah. Let's pick that up. Let's give that a go. I know you're not a fan, Johnny, of John Terry, but we are. We are, and we love we him. Are. I'd like to see him back at the club. Why hasn't that been pushed? Why has it been Frank? All right. Frank's about to take place, take take 
part in a in his club in a in a, a Wembley final. But if he gets into the final, I'm now debating: Will he be interested in coming to Chelsea? I don't want to talk about that. It's all made up. <laughs> Let's find something else to talk about. There wouldn't be anything to talk about, though, would there? Because there's no football. No, I had a terrible journey up here. Oh, that's good. Let's talk about that. I mean, I I literally got here about seven o'clock on the dot, didn't I? I was quite impressed. Down to the wire. Nearly three blooming hours to get up here. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Bank holiday weekend, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) I'll be be honest with you, Johnny. I thought it was a a peculiar uh, uh, presser. Um, you know, with Sarri and Wednesday. I think it was kind of labelled uh, by the club as an open day or an open press day or They're something trying like to that. sell it to prospective parents. Maybe, yeah, you know. So anyway, um, but I just thought, in a sense, it kind of... This, when, I, when I think about this season, because we're going we're gonna to review it on a show sooner or later, but when I think about this season as a whole, it is one of, of, of conflict, uh, you know, certainly amongst the fans, there have been all sorts of issues that have got fans against the fans. But I feel really conflicted about Sarri. You know, there's a part of me that actually feels a bit sorry for him about what's going on. Because in a sense, whether we like it or not, he's kind of probably done what the club asked him to do to get him in the Champions League. Well, in a couple sense, of finals. others did it for him, didn't well, they? Irrespective Respe- of that. Irrespective if you, if of you, that. If you, if you did it's a, been a great season yeah, for other clubs. If you, for Chelsea... No. If you had done a job, if you, yeah. you were doing a job and they said to you, <laughs> you need to we need you to goals. achieve these objectives and you did, you would say, well, I've done a good job. But I'm, I've been around, you know, long enough to know, as has he. Longer. That it's, he, he, in fact, has in fact been here longer. But, you know, you, you just know that it's not always just about that. It's not just about achieving the objectives. There are other things at play here. But I do have an element of sympathy with him. And I think it was interesting the way that he reacted, which was very classically sorry. He, he, I don't think he has a lot of empathy. You know, he's a, there's a, like, I can't really say it fairer than that. So he'll say what he means and what he thinks. And he said, well, if you don't like it, I'll just go. Not many managers would do that, I don't think. I've, but did he say that, though? Well, in as many words. He said, if, basically, he said, if, if, if my job depends on me winning the on Europa game, League, that's right. that, yeah, yeah. and if they don't appreciate the work that I've done over the last year, then I might as well go now. But in a sense, that's what he was saying. Do you think when Sarri was having those initial conversations to set the targets for the season, there would have been, as part of that, conversations about how those targets had to be met? I, you need to play a certain kind of football. You need to keep the fans on side to a certain extent. Well, I wouldn't have thought the fans came into it because if, if it's successful, the fans would be following you anyway. But they are successful. Relative and the fans aren't, yeah, and the, exactly. the fans and aren't, not. and the fans aren't following him. Yeah, but part of it is due to he, he is a PR disaster because he's he spends most of his time angry on the touchline, hurling things to the ground and uh, even his arms and writing in his book. But haven't time. we seen that build as passion when it's come from other Chelsea managers? Yeah, but in the, Conte, yeah, it was yeah, passion. Yeah, but it's because he, he threw himself into the crowd, Conte. <laughs> um, by the way, it's directorial. You'll have to go okay. and look, look it up yourself. Good. You're not sure. you're not hard for the voiceover gig, mate. I, no, that's, that's okay. That, I'll, yeah. I'll have to do something else. You'll have yeah. to, yeah. Um, but um, you, can, you can present though. You do a good job okay. at that. Yeah, you do a very good job at that. Just don't ever use that word incorrectly. Again, ever. Again, ever. Or you'll be in trouble. He'll put you in the on the step, the naughty the step. The naughty step. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Not the yeah. naughty room. Yeah. No. So my 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 complaint is entirely um, with. Uh, I don't know it's 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 true because the football for some people because it hasn't worked essentially. And hasn't been this this wonderful um, revolution um, away from defensive football. Um, it, it's uh, it's come back and bitten him in the leg. 
But I, I, you know, it's really interesting what you say, actually, Johnny, because the way that we describe it, it makes him sound like he is really passionate on the touchline and everything else. But I think, look, I'm going to say it again. I don't think this bloke has a lot of empathy. He doesn't really care what anybody thinks. Now, in some respects, that's a, you know that's a laudable trait. But I think in football, particularly, there is a there is a need, I think, for uh, the people that are at the football club to have a connection with the supporters. So when he does have a tantrum on the touchline, it's all about what he's thinking. It has no connection with us. When Antonio Conte jumped into the crowd, it was in a joint celebration of a goal. He he either throws his notebook on the ground and, and, and screams at the players for not following his instructions to the letter, or he's scribbling, or scribbling in a notebook. Yes, or, aggressively or in a notebook, fags, or eating you know. fags. Yeah, it's PR, it's disaster. Well, that's the point. But I think, actually, you know, the club are very sensitive to PR. Are they? Are they really I, that way? Well, I don't know it for a fact. I just get a sense that they are. And I I certainly think that the relationships that um, Sarri has not really done very well to cultivate could be the undoing for him. Do you think, short of winning the league, there is anything in terms of achievement on the football pitch that Sarri could have done this season that would have got the fans on side? Um, played the supposed Napoli football. Um, none of us watched Napoli, of course. Um, didn't played, you watch Napoli I, last funny season? Enough, I didn't. No, I didn't watch Derby much either. Oh, um, playing the uh, the Napoli football that um, uh, he was supposed to have been famous for. I think it was. I think what they were after was a uh, um, a different kind of football, an attacking football. And funny enough, if you look at Chelsea games early on in the season, of which I've. I've seen several recently in a in an attempt to become balanced yes, in my view. So much work, don't you? I do actually. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. Did you watch I Chelsea did. this season? Um, um, off and on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, we did play close triangles, mm. scored some fabulous goals before we'd been sussed in some way. And so I'd like to know how that, that... Remember, there was a period where his name was chanted. Yeah, there was. There was. To, to the same tune as to the Conte song, which I found tedious beyond belief. Mm. But nonetheless, yeah, no, because... No, and they were, they were top of the league for a period. Yeah, yeah. So, and the football there looked revolutionary, looked really different from Conte's. But he's not really managed to... Just for whatever reason, it. he's not managed to really get the team playing this kind of fabled uh, Napoli no. kind of Sarri ball football. And I mean, look, I, I go back to what I said earlier on. You know, you can be the most talented person in the world. You can fulfil all of the objectives of your employer. But if you if your face doesn't fit, if you are not a cultural fit with that company, it only goes one way. And I think that's what we might have a case of here. Yeah, yeah. You so know? is he doomed, Chidge? Well, is he doomed? No, because he may well just jump jump the ship and go to Juventus. I mean, he's loved in Italy. Is that a true story? Well, who knows, mate. But, I mean, we can only go on what we hear, can't we? But, yeah. um, you know, he may well go back there. He's still revered, I think, along uh, amongst a lot of Italian clubs. I mean, interestingly enough, uh, he and the Juventus fans don't get on at all, so it'd be quite a weird appointment. But, but you're right in the sense that he's been heavily linked with every single yeah. man- major Roma, managerial yeah. job in Italy, Italy that's yeah. come up. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. single one. Yeah, Roma. And um, uh, Inter Milan as well, but yeah. which Conte is going to, of course. Yeah. So his stock is still it's very, huge very high. But I think, yeah. I think that, uh, to be frank, one of the criticisms that we've levied all all season, and I mean, I think, I think that on the whole, on on the show, we've actually been quite measured and considered. We haven't gone, you know, kind of rampantly pro or or against. But you know, I think ultimately, I've always felt that Sarri and his style of football just will not work in the Premier League unless you completely start from scratch, spend about 
you know, half a billion quid on, on buying a complete team that are capable of playing And it. possibly be prepared to spend some time finishing 10th or 12th in yeah, the division. Yeah, you know. The well, what? Pep on steroids. <laughs> the one positive for him is that it has, at least to an extent, been working in Europe. Chelsea are in a Europa League final. Coming up, it's time for our press report with Liam Toomey, who is Chelsea correspondent for ESPN. And we'll be asking whether Sarri's job depends upon that Europa League final. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Stamford Chidge and Kido of the Chelsea <laughs> Fancast. And I'm delighted to say that we are joined on the line, as ever, by Liam Toomey, who is a Chelsea correspondent for ESPN. Good evening, Liam. Thanks for joining us. If Sarri doesn't beat Arsenal in Baku, is it curtains? Uh, well, that's not what I've been told, necessarily. My Our latest information is that Chelsea are not inclined to sack Sarri even if they lose um, the Europa League final. Clearly, a, a four or five nil defeat to Arsenal could put that to the test. But the, the the current mindset is that they Chelsea do not want to pay another manager to go away. Um, they've just lost the legal battle with Conte. They're going to have to pay him somewhere in the region of nine million pounds. They've they've spent an awful lot of money. Liam. Um, Liam. Over the Brownwich here are paying managers. Liam, we'll, yes. we'll do a crowdfund if they want. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, go on. Well, they the, the the stance is that they don't want to to pay him to go away, and they're happy to they're, they're happy to give him another season with a proper pre-season and a chance to actually you know properly implement what he's been trying to do this year with with decidedly mixed results. Um, but if Sarri has a firm offer from Italy, um, whether that be Juventus, from Roma, from somewhere else, then Chelsea are open to having that conversation about about compensation. But none of that will happen until after the Europa League final. And I, I would say that at this point, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really depend on the result of the Europa League final, particularly because Chelsea have already qualified for the Champions League. Mm. It's really... You know, I was saying a minute ago, mate, I've got a bit of sympathy for him. But one thing I will say about Sarri, I, I don't think he has a lot of empathy, really. And I think he's quite pig-headed. No, and I don't actually think this is necessarily a bad thing, really. But I, I, I just wondered if you... Because you were at the presser, obviously. And I and I, I, I wondered if he was kind of bristling at a lot of these suggestions. And I, the, the thing that I took away from it was that, well, if my future does depend on one game, you can, you know, screw it and I'm just going to go. But and I, de- I get the kind of feeling that he's kind of like that. You know, if you, if you don't like what I'm doing, then I'm, I'm quite happy to go. You know, none of this kind of uh, compromising at all. I, he's a very uncompromising individual, I think. Yes, he is. I mean, he's in terms of the way he sees football, he's, he's an idealist, isn't he? He has he's a fundamentalist of the way of, of the style of football that he's um, that he's developed over the years, and he's obviously got his own influences and similarities to to people like Jurgen Klopp and, and Pep Guardiola in terms of the way he tries to set up his teams. Um, but yeah, he he he's certainly wired that way. In, t- in terms of the way he he coaches teams, but also I think he was insulted by the mere n- notion of the question. You know, yeah. he, you you look at you look at Guardiola, you look at um, Klopp, you look at a lot of the other sort of modern European super managers now. They're they're sort of process oriented guys. 
Now, it c- clearly, you know, Guardiola has gotten results at a phenomenal rate, but guys like Klopp and Pochettino in particular are very much pro- process managers. They're about doing everything the right way and then the results will kind of take care of themselves. And Sarri is very much of that view as well. And so the very idea that you, he could be judged on 90 minutes when, you know, any number of things can happen. Luck can play a, a huge, a huge role, um, as Chelsea has sort of found out for good and for bad over the Abramovich era. Uh, I think that, that, that very notion offends him. He wants to be judged over his whole season. He wants to be judged in the, in the wider context. And if Chelsea look at it and decide that, his work hasn't been good enough or the relationship with the fans is just too toxic or any of these other things, or, or he's annoyed too many senior players, then, you know, that's something else, but he wants to be judged in the aggregate rather than um, on the strength of what happens in Baku. And given that Chelsea have qualified for the top four, which was the, the primary aim all along for this season, uh, I think that's, that, that's, that's pretty understandable that he would feel that way. In a sense, he has a right to be offended by that kind of question, considering he's 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 done exactly what was required of him. He's got them into the Champions League, and all uh, um, right, the football's not been great, but he's 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 achieved that. So, therefore, to be to be judged on one game is is absolutely ridiculous. Really, you think? Well, this is this is the interesting thing about Chelsea's season, J.K. Is I think if you if you were to if we were to have this discussion last summer. And you would say Chelsea finished third and reached two cup finals. You know, I mean, without knowing, obviously, the result of the Europa League final, you you would say that was a a decent season. It obviously won't go down in the annals of Chelsea history as as an all-time great, but it's a a perfectly good season. For a a new manager. Exactly, yeah, yeah. especially for a new manager that's trying to do something radically different. On that, Liam, do you think that Sarri's been treated fairly? By by who? By, by, the, by fans? the fans. I mean, he's, as fans. you say, third in the league, two cup finals, and he's still getting stick for it. Well, look, I'm always... Uh, uh, my, my view always of, uh, of the way fans feel is they're, they're valid to feel whatever way they want. You know, <laughs> whether they go to the games or they follow on, on social media, you, it's, your, it's your right to engage with the club and 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 feel about it in whatever way you choose, as long as you're not um, doing anything, you know, as long as it's not sort of de- derogatory or, or unfair. But I think, you know, I, I think that what we've seen with the fans is, is is quite interesting in terms of what it says about Chelsea's identity under Abramovich. I think, you know, we've discussed this before. I think there is a significant portion of the Chelsea fans that don't necessarily want to see what Sarri is trying to do. They don't want to see... Um, possession football, you know, 70-80% possession every single week, everything going through Jorginho, patient side to side, you know. They, they don't they don't want to see that kind of Chelsea team necessarily. They want to see the sort of Chelsea team that has won um, consistently under, under Abramovich in the last 15 years under a variety of different but generally more pragmatic coaches. And, 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 uh, and I think we've also discussed that you know, Sarri is also paying for broader issues, the broader sort of disconnect that many Chelsea fans feel feel with the club. But none none of that is is invalid. I think you know Sarri can can maybe feel hard done by when he looks at the results. But unfortunately, the 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 world isn't always fair to everyone, and I think Chelsea fans are very valid to yeah, perfectly entitled to feel whatever whatever way they want about 
the way this season has been. Talk, talking of fans, Liam, um, the Supporters Trust put out a, a, a very strong statement today, uh, really criticising uh, heavily both UEFA and the club for, well, UEFA for causing the problem about trying to get to Baku and how expensive it is, uh, and, and to the club for not uh, doing more to help uh, mitigate and alleviate those issues. Um, and I, you know, just from judging from what I've seen today, it seems to have gone down quite well. But do you have any sense uh, from the club about, you know, how they feel about that or, or more to the point, why they haven't done anything to help? Um, well, I mean, I haven't had any, I, I haven't had any form of reaction from the club today. To me, I know they've issued a statement this afternoon, uh, which I'm sure you guys have probably seen. Yeah, just seen in it. The last, yeah, which... Uh, I don't, you know, the general consensus on that from from most of the fans I've seen engaging with it on social media is that it doesn't really address uh, the issues that were raised in the in the Chelsea supporters trust statement and the and the kind of things that that fans have been complaining about. Um, it's, you know, I've, it I, in some sense, in some ways, it's a difficult one for the clubs because you know they can't directly control or influence anything really about this final, but. It, you know that's down to UEFA, and, and and of course UEFA will and should shoulder the the, the brunt of of any blame that goes um, with the problems that that fans face in getting to this to this final and the overall experience. Um, but there is also the, the the idea of you know appearing to give a damn about your own fan base, and uh, and I think in that. In that respect, Arsenal have probably done a better job than Chelsea over the last couple of weeks since since the since the finalists became known. Arsenal have come out very strongly, not just on the on the on the fan problems, but on the Mkhitaryan issue. And you know, it's, it, they they they've sort of nailed their colours to the mast in terms of this can't be allowed to happen again, whether it affects us or not. And, and Chelsea simply haven't done that. And, and even in their most recent statement they didn't they didn't venture into anything like that territory it was a lot more sort of uh technical things about you know transport arrangements that that may or may not be be endorsed by them but for many fans that's already too late they've already finalized their their plans or decided not to go as as many of them have Mm, liam it's a farcical situation but lovely to speak to you liam toomey there chelsea correspondent for espn and coming up it's return of the chelsea legends Part one. This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jonathan Kidd. And of course, Stamford Chidge of the Chelsea Fancast. And we've been hearing rumours, they are just rumours as yet, that Petr Cech could be set to return to Chelsea in a directorial role. Ah, thank you. Could be coming in as sporting director. Firstly, before we get into any of the complexities of this... Do you believe this to be true? Uh, I do actually. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, before I get into that, Johnny. I mean, it was. I, I, there's nothing I, I like more than a, than a Jonathan, a well-timed Jonathan Kid rant. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and I do, I do share his frustration. You know, John, John, Johnny, and I have, you know, been in the media for a long time in various capacities. So, I kind of get where he's coming from. But I think that. Uh, I, there's enough kind of substance to this, I think, for it to be true. So I'm pretty sure that it's going to happen. I think that the bigger question is not whether he's coming or not. I think the bigger question is um, what is his role going to be? And 
depending on what his role is going to be, is he the right person for it? And the reason I say that is that, you know, I've been quite vocal about saying, look, guys, I mean, I know we all love these blokes, you know, the class of 2006 or whatever you want to call them. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great managers or great directors of football or whatever. I mean, I've always said that we definitely absolutely must have and need a director of football to make up for the appalling lack of football knowledge at the boardroom, in the boardroom. But you need to get somebody who's a really good director Mm. of football, like City did, for example. And do we have any reason to believe, I'm not saying we have any reason to disbelieve, but is there anything particularly to suggest that Petacek knows a particular amount about foreign leagues? No, but then again, you see, this is why I say what we need to qualify is what is the role he's going to be doing. If it's simply being a, a, a conduit, for the players to Roman Abramovich because Abramovich, uh, you know, Czech was one of Abramovich's favourites. And if you recall, you may or may not recall, uh, during that era where we had these fantastic, great players, they kind of all grew up together with Roman, if you see what I mean. And he had personal, they, they all had his ear, you know, he had direct connection with them, which undermined nearly every manager that, that Abramovich employed. Yeah. But Czech was certainly one of Roman's favourites, wasn't he? Hence the Arsenal deal. Also, he's very good on camera. He's very good with the microphone thrust in front of him. Great drumming as well. Yeah, great drummer. uh, Speaks lots of languages. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wonder whether, in fact, then perhaps he might be doing some PR. Yeah, it could be. Instead of Sarri, if they keep Sarri. Perhaps that's his role once again. But also, the timing of this seems so peculiar, given that he's supposed to be in goal for Arsenal. Well, I think that's hilarious. But but, but who who leaked this? Well, that's a good question. And and why? What what would be the the reason for doing it? I I can't answer that question. This is why it makes me feel... I feel like I'm in a kind of a White House, you know... What do they call those things? When you get subpoenaed... No, no, no it, you know, up. like Muller's going to have to give evidence in one. I, I've got a brain fart. I feel like I'm being, you know, harassed by Jeffrey Jerry Nadler. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jonathan, I can't answer that no, question. No, I, but that was, I'm pleading the fifth, mate. It's, it's just because I, I, I find it all a bit, it's, it's all a bit muddied. You know, I don't it know what it does. It does seem odd. I mean, the only reason I can think of why they've done it now is because obviously Czech's about to leave. No, no, indeed. But also, what is it? The fact that we don't know what his role well, is. Well, that we becomes, go. Bec- and so, the, and and the very fact that Arsenal are saying now they don't want him to keep goal. Well, that's for hilarious. Them. Yeah, well, it's stupid. stupid. When you sure. say Arsenal are saying that, are you? But talking? the fans are yeah. saying that. Well, a lot of pundits too. Well, and, let, let's talk know. about this, right? Because okay. I will, I will pin my colours to the mast and say for all my sins in, pin my, your tail in, on the donkey, in, you? in my capacity here as host of the Chelsea fan show I am at least nominally you do very well by the way thank you yeah. I'm nominally an Arsenal yeah. fan yeah. and as an Arsenal fan yeah. the fact that Petr Cech is going to rejoin Chelsea doesn't change my feeling about whether or not he should play in that final because I think you would trust Petr Cech more than and certainly as much as any professional footballer to be just that no, you know be... what you're the first Arsenal fan I've heard say that but, that's the but, trouble. I mean, but seriously what's he going to do and I think you're right I Petr agree Cech entirely with you stand there he's in, agent in Cech the he's going to hurl no, but, the ball into exactly, the goal what's you know what it do? is don't you you know what it is what? I, I speak as a psychotherapist here uh, you lot are all making excuses for when we beat you that's what's going on. Well, it's quite possibly. It's a defence against failure. <laughs> but JK's point is spot on. Petr Cech is not going to stand on the pitch not. in Baku in front of the three fans who've managed to get there yeah, and yeah. then the world's three, press two, and, you know, deliberately <laughs> sabotage Arsenal. He's a professional. I agree, mate. There's a broader question for Arsenal, by the way, is that Arsenal have another goalkeeper yeah, exactly. called Bernd Leno, who is, whisper it, a better well, goalkeeper he, he than Petr be Cech and wants to play. Yeah. And I think in a funny way, if I were Unai Emery, 
this gives me a very easy out. Yeah. I say, Petter, you know what? You're my cup keeper. You've done a fantastic job, but conflict of interest, mate. I'm just going to let Burnt do it. Easy. Everyone's happy. But anyone... No, I think Czech will play. Yeah, I do too. I think Czech will play mm. because Emery will be worried about losing the dressing room. And he, because he's not a moron, will have faith in Petr Czech as a professional. Yeah, well, I totally agree. I mean, I had a, yeah. I was on Harry Simeo's podcast this week and uh, I said much the same thing. I said, look, you know, we're going to have Giroud playing for us. He used to play for you. He's going to be extra pumped up and motivated to go and score. He might so, kick, kick yeah. the ball into and you, his you, own goal. You though. think Czech won't be extra motivated to, to stick one on his old club? He's a professional footballer. That's how they think. The only thing I really worry about, though, Chidge, is that if Czech does play and he does make a heinous error, it will, of course, only be that, an error. But yeah. can you imagine the Twitter care. meltdown? But that's irrelevant. Oh. It, well, it isn't. Who it cares isn't. what a bunch of FIFA keyboard warrior virgins think? <laughs> well, Petr, not me. Petr Cech might. No, he's, he's, he's he, he'll have exactly the same sanguine view that I will. Yeah. He'll stare at his paycheck. But in, yeah, in your exactly. final like game that. as not a, a professional. Not at his Peter Cech, obviously. No. But, <laughs> but imagine if in your final game as a professional footballer, you are openly accused of cheating. That wouldn't go down very well, surely. Yeah, but that's... The, the scenario you're creating is an unlikely one, isn't it? That, he, ca- that, that he commits a, a, an appalling error. Well, he's done which, it, which, frankly. Which gives well, Chelsea keepers the do, game. But keepers are... Well, if are, they make one mistake. Know, when they, uh, yeah. but that, all he has to do, JK, is come for a cross and miss it. Yeah, Giroud scores an open goal, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and suddenly yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole of Arsenal Twitter yeah, yeah. is going, he did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah but the whole of Arsenal football. Twitter would do that whether he did or not. So it's, it's irrelevant. So check should play. But they still might win 3-1. Yes, so, you know, that's who, who true. knows? Yeah. That's so, true. And it could say they gave it, he gave him the goal, but we still won. Then yeah. it won't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate your concerns about not knowing what role he's going to perform. Mm. That, of course, will be clarified in due course by uh, the club. You think? You think? <laughs> <laughs> More broadly, are you pleased just on principle to have him coming yeah. back to the club? Yeah, they, well, they need somebody, and he, he's a very articulate man, and he's a great hero, so he ticks all those boxes. But as we said before the break, he's is he particularly well, qualified? Unless What's we his, know what the role is, when, we, we, we can't, can't make a comment about it. But, mate, it. I think, I tell you what, I think, it, I think it's huge, you know, I mean, we'll talk about Lampard in a minute, but, you know, what those guys represent is a culture. I right? completely agree. And, and a winning culture, a culture yeah. that we all identified yeah. with and got on board with, yeah. which has fundamentally disappeared since they left. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I, I heart back to the, I mean, you know, remember the old Liverpool boot room? Yeah. Which was fundamentally responsible for their success from the 60s up to the 80s. Yeah. You know, these things are very important in football for supporters and the people within football clubs. And I think with the, you know, horrible kind of an insidious growth of the corporate suit in that club with no connection to the football or the supporters getting worse and worse, the more of these kind of guys we can have coming back saying, oi, no, this is how it well, works. That would here. then lead to having Frank as manager as soon as well, possible. I, I, we, we shall talk about that. Indeed, we shall. that's yes. why I said it. You're, you're teasing. I was you? teasing. You are just, such a yeah. tease. Thanks very much indeed. Well, coming up, is Frank <laughs> Lampard coming back to Chelsea? Don't go anywhere. He's on the screen. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, where David Chigi is reminiscing. I am. No, we were having a, a chat about my T-shirt. I've got my Dread at the Controls T-shirt on, which was worn. Not this T-shirt. It wasn't worn by Joe Strummer, but he famously made it famous. And we were having a chat about Rot the Casbah 
and uh, and then I, I made me think of this this story that a lovely guy called Jeff Norcott told me once. He was a Wimbledon fan, and they all, all went up to to see Wimbledon play. I think it might have been somebody like Northampton or Nottingham. I don't know, uh, but wherever it was, they had a, a caravan that would sell chips and tea and things like that. It was like their tea bar. Anyway, the Wimbledon fans were a bit naughty that afternoon. Obviously, had a bit too much to drink, so they they basically crowded around the caravan and started, you know, pushing it and rocking it. Because, of course, it's quite easy to do that with a caravan. While singing, uh, Nottingham don't like it. Rock the tea bar. Rock the (laughs) tea bar. There you go. Clever. I know. So there you go. We digress. Indeed. We all arrested. I have no idea. Probably Wimbledon's youth firm. (laughs) (laughs) Talking of rocking things, of course, Stamford Bridge could be rocked by a potential return by a certain Mr. Frank Lampard. If Sarri goes, is he the man to replace him? We were there. Yes, well, Allegri's there, so the club might probably you know, throw a, a curved ball, to use an American expression, um, and uh, we'll discover that uh, suddenly there's, there's an Italian manager and he goes back to playing defensively and all the, the people who signed the new contracts are perfectly um, fit perfectly into the system. And that's something I'd like to debate later on, how intriguing it is that all the people that... Uh, uh, have signed new contracts. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Don't in fact fit it's in the Sarri system It's on the list, Jonathan. It's on the list to talk um, about. But no, but let's put forward Frank's, um, uh, the positive aspects about him. Wonderful communicator. Very good looking bloke. A-level Latin. Great, pa- great, yeah. GCSE Latin, unfortunately. Great. It's A-level, I thought. Is it A-level? No, yeah. I don't no, think he O-level. stayed to do I his O-level. A-levels. O-level, okay. I thought it was. Okay. Um, uh, Still got an great, A in it, great communicator. Just said that. I'll repeat it. Um, You're running out of things to say. Yeah, no, about it. No, but also tactically, clearly very competent. If you look at Derby, gets gets. I think we can also say wholly well. inexperienced as a manager. Absolutely Spot correct. On. That's the other thing. And to like Sarri, yeah. What's he won, Jonathan? Yeah, indeed. But that's what they'll all say. Like, and he's yeah. he's won it all. But it, 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 yeah, but <laughs> he's won but, it all. But this is the point. I, you know, and I, I I feel the pain of the the Sarri cultists at the moment yeah. who will quite rightly throw that back at any supporters the you know the alcoholic yadars like me although I'm not bald it has to be said but they'll throw it back at us and say well you know you can't say well Sarri's no good we don't like him because he doesn't want anything and then want Frank Lampard who also hasn't want anything but it's not about that I, I wrote a blog about this months ago uh, kind of saying look you know there are circumstances under which I think it would be a good idea to bring Frank Lampard in to manage the club because I also agree, you know, he's he's had one year as a manager. He's really not, I don't think, yet possibly equipped to manage a big club but like Chelsea. he's been managed by great managers. Exactly. And more to the point, who had Gullit uh, managed? Who had Viali managed? Yep. You know, who had Zidane managed? I mean, you know, it's not, you know, beyond the realms of possibility that a very, very good player who gets the game... Well, that's Liverpool boot room as well. Well, indeed. So, they, none of them are managed, and yet they, they're, they're in the shadow of Shankly, so they just took it forward from there. Indeed. They are... Uh, oh, Chelsea Supporters Trust being quoted on Sky Sports News. There we go. Lovely to see one's words written on the television screen. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, as I was saying, look, the bottom line is is that he gets the club. I think that's a fantastic thing right now, but I think the, the, the clincher for me is that if we get the transfer ban, which I think it will, that we will then I think that puts us in a completely different scenario. In a, in a sense, whoever we have as manager gets a free pass. I would rather Lampard had that free pass, yeah, who's more likely to be flexible, play some of the youth with Jody Morris, who knows yeah, them, knows them all. than Sarri, who will just want to play Luis Caballero and, and <laughs> he, whoever. He will, always, that's right. You know. 
I, f- I fear that none of the loanees will get a chance. No, I don't think they will. The very fact that he said he'd we'll seen... We'll be in stasis he'd, for he'd, a year. He'd seen three of them yeah. that he liked. You despair of which three they would be. I'm worried that... Um, I don't mm. think... Well, Zuma has been, has been put forward yeah. as a, an option. He won't play the kids. I don't think he'll, the, he'll play the kids, no. Johnny, sorry, mate. On that, I think Jody Morris is actually He's the more us, exciting yeah. part of Absolutely. the Lampard appointment yeah. than Lampard is. He's not the glitzy part. He's not the legendary part. So, so Sarri and Jody Morris. No, mean. Lampard and Jody. <laughs> Morris, accepting that Jody comes with Frank. But if we look at what happened at England, for example, when Gareth Southgate yeah. was appointed, lots of people, and I'm happy to go on record and say myself included, were really not impressed. Thought it was a terrible appointment. What are they doing? What's the point? The point is now blatantly clear where if a manager is good enough and has worked yeah. with players at youth level, when you then give him a senior role, he knows who's good. He knows how to work with them. He knows how to man-manage young and potentially fragile people. And as Chidge said, a a transfer ban Chelsea in which the likes of Tammy Abraham or Rhys James were to feature is surely an exciting one. Yeah, but not for Sarri, is it? It won't be well, no, an exciting one Yeah, but that Sarri wouldn't be but, there. But this it? is the thing. I, I, you know, if there is doubt about Sarri and the jury is out on him, we think, by the club, in spite of what Liam says, certainly by a large element of the supporters, um, and then we have the transfer ban, and I don't think hand on heart, he is, you know, he is an elite manager who's used to saying, I need these three players to make my system work. I don't believe... I think he lied, frankly, when he said, oh, I don't care, I can make any player better. That was a bizarre thing what to say. What a weird said. thing to say. And also, so, also the part fact that he, brought, he, he yeah. brought Higuain in, who was supposedly going to make the system work. Well, but he gave himself a, a cop-out with that by yeah. saying he'll be better next season. Well, if the club give him an opportunity to play next season, I personally, after that display, well, would like exactly. him not to be seen anywhere but near the ground. Don't underestimate also. I mean, you know, the, the, it's it's been a horrible season in many respects inside the bridge. I mean, the atmosphere has been really just meh. Now, the lift that would the, the club would get, you know... From appointing Frank. It, I mean, in a sense, I, I love the parallels between Roman and Bramovich and a, an old-fashioned Roman emperor, emperor you know, in, in the Colosseum or something. Yeah who gets us the mood of the crowd, whether he lets the gladiator live or die or whatever, yeah. you know. And I mean, I think I see Roman a bit like that sometimes. Now, he needs to put his thumb up here and he'll get the crowd to love him again because if he, if he, if he brings Frank Lampard back because the phenomenal effect and positivity that will bring is immense. You use the phrase free hit, Chidge, yeah. which is an interesting pass, one. Actually. Well, okay. But I like but, free hit, actually, it's better. But you, you get away with it. I've forgotten for, the context. For, so... The manager who comes in in the event of a potential oh, yeah, yeah, transfer yeah, ban yeah, yeah, would rightly get a little yeah, bit of leeway. Yeah, yeah. But that's still leeway in a Chelsea context. And is there no worry whatsoever no, well, uh, that Lampard comes in, does none. terribly, gets sacked? No, 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 Frank no. wouldn't have that. Frank would be allowed that that uh, well, free pass, whereas Sarri wouldn't, unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's a point there. But, I mean, look, here's the thing. I've, I've said it time and time and time again. There's no point having any emotional attachment to Chelsea managers because they're only there for 18 months. If the club are, are like the club always are and deem Frank to be a failure after 18 months... And maybe we are rubbish. Maybe we end up bottom half of the table. I don't think any Chelsea supporter will, you know, genuine Chelsea supporter will have an issue with Frank. It will not destroy his legacy one iota. If you don't have the brain cells to figure out that somebody's entire career where they were the best player we've ever seen is completely different from being a manager at the club, then you need some help. Absolutely. But there is a difference between destroying his legacy as a player. And it won't do. 
which it won't, and, and I destroying his career as a manager and destroying his potential oh, as a manager. Well, that's his Chelsea. problem, absolutely. But it's also Chelsea's problem, Chidge, because Why? if we look at this first year at Derby, he'll, we... he'll come back again in five years. Do you think he could well, come back? If again? Mourinho did. Why can't well, he? They have to go somewhere to take him on and then yeah, yeah. be successful there. I, my... That's the dilemma with but... having been a failure at Chelsea. He'd mm. have to go on and be successful somewhere else. But there's no sense, is there? Well, at the moment with Roman Abramovich in control, there is no sense to any of Chelsea's managerial appointments or firings. It's just bonkers, the I, whole thing. I, I would stick my neck at her and think, think that if he was actually um, given the job, I think they'd do fantastically. Well, I do too. I, I think so too. It would be quite a story as well. It would well. be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, because there would be a fervour within the club, particularly yeah. from the supporters, yeah. which I think would carry the players. It would be mental. In a way it that... It would make uh, Anfield under Klopp look like yeah. a tea party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, it really would. It would, wouldn't it? And I can't see him being uh, with the with the players he's got at Chelsea, who are, some of them are really terrific, yeah. as has been proven by the fact they've yeah. got to the Europa League final. Yeah, um, exactly. It's a Champions League squad, yeah. and I think he'd do really well in the Champions League as well. I suspect you're spot on, J.K. But whether or not Lampard comes in will be affected in no small part by whether or not Chelsea will be able to do transfer business this summer. Coming up, where are we with this transfer? For ban. This. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow, Jonathan Kidd, and Stamford Chidge. And we are asking the big, big question Are Chelsea banned from the transfer market or not? Chidge, where are we with this potential appeal to Cass? What's going on? Um, it is really, really complicated. Uh, I, from what I understand, um, there are two things going on here. One is an appeal to get it frozen whilst there's an appeal, and the other is to appeal against it, period. In other words, to refute FIFA's decision to ban them for two windows. From what I understand, the club have got five days in which to uh, you know, lodge one of those appeals. not quite sure which one. Uh, which, of course, ironically, is the day that we're playing Arsenal in the Europa League final. But I, I think there's... you know. Uh, Dealing rather with rather than dealing with the rather nebulous facts, I think the mood at the moment, from what I understand, is that that they may well just you know wear it. Yeah, I was I was interviewing Nizar Kinsella. Oh, Niz, yeah, he's a good lad, Niz. Chel- yeah. uh, Goal dot com's Chelsea correspondent, yeah. and he was the first person to say this yeah, to me. This very, was on yeah. Tuesday night, and I was really surprised to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it's well, is it? I mean, you know. I think I think their thinking is is that you know the appeal process will take so long that by the time it's resolved, you know the transfer window will almost be over because remember it started earlier this year. It's yeah. already started, and you don't get so that. they won't get any benefit from it. So having kind of I mean in a sense they're already being punished, so they might as well just ride it out. Absolutely, we've got Daniel on the line calling all the way from San Diego. Daniel, do you think Chelsea are just going to take this ban? Does it matter? I mean, if we do, that's fine. If we don't, it's, you know, it, it is what it is, really. But firstly, good evening, all. Hello, mate. It's a very Hello. quick call. Uh, um, I actually called in because, I mean, apart from the fact that I said to your chap who picked up that I just got off the flight to Las Vegas because it's my birthday. Hey, hey happy, happy birthday. birthday. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah, whatever you. happens in Vegas stays in <laughs> Vegas, mate. Yeah, or on social media, so it's just as illegal. Good man. Um, uh, you know, I, I get on. I get on my flight. I have a drink. 
And what am I sat next to? I'm sat next to an Arsenal fan. Of all things. <laughs> Brilliant. And so, you know, I, I, I was sat there and I wasn't actually wearing anything. And I'm like, I, ha- I just... You weren't wearing anything. They let anything. you on the plane. Well, not, well, not any, not any colours anyway. And what I said he? to the bloke, I'm like, okay, so, you know. Um, no, he was, well, the only reason I knew is because he was wearing this, like, loud Puma Arsenal shirt. Uh-huh. And he pipes up and starts really giving it the big one. And I was like, oh, my word. I, d- I just couldn't, couldn't bear it. What was he saying? For, you know, well, essentially, he, you know, he was all like, oh, it's going to be a cakewalk and we're going to roll over you. And I was just like, I just think you're so wrong. <laughs> I mean, well, I <laughs> Did you put it that politely? Stern words than that. But no, uh, no, but I'm on the radio, so I really can't be. <laughs> um, but it's just very peculiar right now. Because they've had the hoodoo over us, but hopefully, as long as I don't lose anything, I'll make it back to. I know you. I, I don't suppose you've had that conversation yet to see where you think that will end up with that. But I think it'll be a lot of a tighter game, unless you know Agent Check wants to <laughs> put on his uh, fumble, fumbling gloves. Mm, quite. I think. It, I think you're right, Daniel. It'll be a close one. Of course, you're calling from America. I can detect the American tones in your voice. So I've got to ask you, as a potential expert. Pulisic is set to arrive at the club this summer. Can he replace Aiden Hazard? You with us, Daniel? Oh, I think we okay, might. For the record no, no. here, just because I found it, I am English. I was born born at home. Oh, I think we're the losing. Yeah, yeah, we're losing Daniel. Shame. Unfortunately, thanks Sorry, for your Daniel. call, Daniel. The line. We did manage to hear quite. him say that he is in fact English. No, Dan, yeah, he was Dan, having uh, none of it. No, Dan is Dan is English. He sounds very American. Yeah, but he's been over there for a long time. I see. But he's definitely okay. English. Yeah. But it's a good question. I I, I I cheekily put that in because Sky. There was fury well, about the Sky. Well, questioning. because it was just pathetic journalism. Frankly, it's like, oh, oh, I know. Let's get him to say that because that'll be a good story. We'll get lots of clickbait because it's Chelsea. That, that is literally journalism, Chidge. Well, it, it's pretty pathetically, stupidly <laughs> moronic journalism. It's a bit that's up there with that pillock from Sky who said to Branner Ivanovic after he'd been booked before the final of the Champions League and said, "How does it feel to not play in the Champions League final?" If I'd have been Branner, I'd have chinned him, and he'd have, he'd have deserved it. I don't think he'd realised though, Branner, that he uh, well, even worse than playing wasn't in it? the final. Yeah, and he looked yeah. like he was about to cry, yes, didn't he? It was he did. awful. He did. Shreves, wasn't it? Awful yes. man. Yes. Anyway, Pulisic. Pulisic. I think he did rather well, Pulisic, in that interview yeah. by not not yeah. saying, "Excuse me, could you?" Did he call it soccer? And. Uh, did he? He's going I don't to know. I didn't see the interview. No, no, no. I saw, I saw what you mean. No, no. Uh, he, he just answered the questions really rather, rather sweetly. Did he? Yeah, with, with the fact that all the interview wasn't about him at all, but was about um, mm. um, what's his face? Uh, Hazard. Hazard. No, no, no. The Shreves. No, the other. In, the, the, do you not see what we were no, talking about? A different it. interview. There's another interview <gasps> there? where there the, Sky, the Sky reporter I asked him, the who's, first one. who's his colleague at. Um, at uh, at Dortmund, who was his co- the, the Sancho? Yeah, the, Sanchez, he spent, Sancho. 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 Yeah. He spent um, three minutes asking him uh, whether really? what it was like playing with Sancho, and whether Sancho was going to be. Uh, but to the broader English audience, J.K., that's far more interesting than Pulisic's future at Chelsea. Yeah, but uh, perhaps who gave? Perhaps who gave? Yeah, but that's who, the case. But it's just you should be you should be asking the the, yeah. uh, the player about what his the prospects club, are about, of playing for the club themselves. The club it's, give access to the press for these interviews, yeah. and they you know, and I mean, they don't always sit there and say you have to ask these questions, but they will give whoever it is some parameters. And I'd have said, look, if you're not going to ask him questions about, of course, Chelsea, absolutely, get off. That's why I'm saying why he was so 
mm. polite. He was. Yeah. Uh, he just went. He along does with seem it. like a nice boy. He does. He's a very nice boy. But is he going to be a lethal attacking threat? Oh, we don't know, do we? Until we see him. No, play. I, when he played for America against England, he was he fell poor. over a lot. He was poor and fell over. Well, they were all pretty poor. They were all pretty they? poor. Look, he, he, apparently he's got some talent. Uh, I mean, I think the the real issue with Pulisic is what we spoke about when we when we bought him was. You know, has he been bought because he's a, a, a potentially a very exciting young talent, or is there a shirt or sale aspect? Is he a dollar a walking dollar? Song? When hopes there's both. I think it yeah, is both. So. He's so so rated, and he has been so so rated since the age of twelve. How come uh, Sancho played ahead of him? Yeah, how come he didn't play much for Dortmund? This because year? Sancho is in a the most league. exceptional young talent in the whole of Europe at the moment. Okay, that's a fairly bold claim, but I would not. No, I, I, I would stand why by no, that. No, why couldn't no, they have played enough. him on the other wing and played Pulisic on the right wing if that was the case? They possibly could have done. I I don't know why they yeah. didn't. Yeah. I do not know a fantastic amount about Pulisic. Yeah, I haven't right. watched him no. a huge amount. What I've you seen, I think Did he you looks... watch Pulisic play last season? I've seen clips. I think he's exciting, but probably a bit raw. But one thing I will say is that there are moments when the footballing media get it wrong and there are moments when they get it right. And there are very few examples of young players where they are so hyped to this extent by everyone from the age mm. of 15 where there isn't something there look look for example well, at Luka Jovic who scored that wonderful header against Chelsea he was incredibly hyped from the age mm. of 16 he mm. went to Benfica and he flopped and everyone mm. was saying you were wrong what you're on about mm. these players it doesn't always work the no, first time but there is going to be something there is what? this the third time now then with him then with uh, with Jovic with Pulisic uh, this rather worryingly is the first, the first time. time. But what, 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 yeah, but what worries me about this is that this is a, this is not uncommon. I, I'm trying to remember his name. There was an American young American kid who was either called Fred or Pele. Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Thank you. Who was the greatest player apparently ever since he, Pele? He made his debut in the MLS at the age of 14. And he was and whatever. Yeah. Where is he now? Where is uh, he now? He was actually on loan at Blackpool until recently. Well, there you go. I think he's now playing in somewhere like Thailand. There uh, you go. So, says it all. But he is a slightly different example because I, he was so hyped as a kid and he hasn't yeah. played Champions League football in the way that Pulisic has. But I, th- I, think, I think, you know, we need to consider the fact that it's interesting, isn't it, that this happens a lot with um, American young players. In other words, there seems to be a desperation for an American player one day to, to make it on star. the world stage, you know, to be up there with a Ronaldo or a Messi. You know, there seems to be such a will of FIFA, UEFA, whoever it is, to see America really join in the world's game properly. In the case of uh, Freddie Adu, it was actually the will of, I believe, Nike. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because ultimately, Johnny, it's always about money. It always, always is. Say, Follow the money, in, JK. It's entirely money. Follow the money. It all comes back to that. Maybe, as you say, Pulisic is shirt sales, but there could be a Park Ji Sung scenario where United yeah. signed him to yeah, sell yeah. the shirts, and actually, he was, bloody good. He was very yeah. good as well. Don't go anywhere. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. 
It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. This is Love Sport. Sport. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow, Kido, and of course, Stamford Chidge. I'm, try- I'm trying to confuse JK here by doing his heckle before he can do it himself. <laughs> I'm really, really enjoying myself. I feel like saying, uh, that's Jonathan Kidd. <laughs> we are also joined on the line by Mark who is calling all the way from Cincinnati. And Mark, I'm reliably informed that you're going to school us all, in your words, about a certain American talent. Correct. I just want to say good evening to you all. Evening all. Hello. Hey, I was just calling. You guys were asking about why he didn't start. And he he was starting. The main issue was he didn't sign, renew his contract. And then he also got injured. So if you notice at the end of the season, when he get, got fit and came back, he was one of their most important players and one of their core starters. So are you of the opinion, Mark, that he's going to walk into this Chelsea team and fill that not insignificant void left by Aiden Hazard should he go? Uh, it, no, I mean, Aiden Hazard is the top three, four player in the world. You, you can't just fill avoid on the field and then when you look at what he's meant for Chelsea over the years you know just as far as marketing and the face of the of the club to ask any one person to come in and do that would be ex, you know extremely hard I mean you know what, in my what, opinion what we what we were saying off air Mark uh you know because we carry on the conversation when we have to go to a break you won't be surprised to hear but Jonathan and I were saying look you know we can't lose as supporters really because you know if he's no good, then he's no good. There's nothing we can do about that. If he's brilliant, we all win. Fantastic. Another great Chelsea player to applaud and enjoy watching on the pitch. You know, so I'm I'm fairly kind of sanguine about it, really. Why this time round, Chidge, are you less excited? Because Pulisic, in terms of the hype, isn't actually far off the degree yeah, to which Hazard mate, yeah, was hyped. But mate, like public enemy, I don't believe the hype. But you believe the hype about Hazard, surely? Yeah, but that yeah, but I tell you what, I knew about Hazard well before the hype started because I was privy to a, uh, an interview that Joe Cole oh, did right. when he was playing at Lyon and uh, Lille. Lille. Was it Lille? Sorry, Lille. slip of the tongue. Anyway, yeah. yeah, you know, Joe Cole was saying this is the most talented kid he's seen for you know ever, and he was persuading him to join Chelsea. So I thought, well, yeah, Hazard. And if you think about it, Hazard was like the Mbappe of that year. Yeah, you know, he was the the, the hottest young talent 
in foot in world football. Uh, and you know, had we not won the Champions League, I'm sure he probably wouldn't have signed us. Because he said, "I'm going to the club that's just won the Champions Indeed League." Indeed, he did. So there you go. So anyway, Mark, uh, how you know what yeah. are your what are your hopes for Pulisic? Uh, well, if you look at you know, considering if Eden leaves, and then also you know with Caleb Hurt, uh, you know that leaves us basically with him, William, and Pedro as healthy wingers. So I think he's going to come in. And he's going to play extremely well. I mean, he is a perfect player for the kind of style that we want, um, hopefully, move to. I mean, he's going to press. He's going to give 100%. I'm not saying he's going to be Eden Hazard, but what I can tell you is that Pulisic, the kind of guy he is, if he doesn't make it, it won't be because he didn't try. Is he more I mean, of a the, Sarri the kid player? Is all effort. Mark, is he more of a Sarri mm-hmm. player? He is definitely more of a possession-based style player, whether it's Sarri or whatever coach that you want to use, say Guardiola, he is definitely that kind of player. Well, that's encouraging. He will press yeah. and give nothing but effort. I mean, he is 100% effort. He well, can play wings. He can play center. He can play even the left, you know, the, kind of the, the 10 role where <clears throat> Mount will play or Ruben will play. He can also play there. It's an exciting, exciting time to be field. a Chelsea fan. Lots to look forward to to see Pulisic pull on that famous blue shirt. Thanks ever so much for your call, Mark. Mark was getting in touch all the way from Cincinnati. Mm. If you'd like to do the same, call in, I mean, not from Cincinnati. That number is 0208. No, 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 do call in from Cincinnati. If you're in like Cincinnati, anybody else Cincinnati, there, yeah, you want to call in, that'd be good, yeah. 0208 558 is that number. Europa League final. Gents, yes. are you going? Well, um, you might actually. I, I, I can't for the uh, the classic reasons that I cannot afford to spend probably in the region of two thousand pounds to get there and stay there and all the rest of it, and I can't afford to take the time off work. So because it takes so long to get there, and this is the problem for most most or yeah most Chelsea sports, I would say. But you might go. Well, Jonathan. I bought a ticket. You've got a ticket. Yes. Um, I'm really impressed, by the way, that you're genuinely really impressed that you're considering the prospect. Well, I'd have to go speak to Thomas Cook about it. I spoke to Thomas Cook and tried to buy a ticket um, initially to go uh, with that that enormously yeah. expensive the trip. exploitative, overpriced uh, we, £1,000 l- for a day l- trip. Ludicrously yeah. advanced, um, uh, ludicrously priced ticket with almost the, the same as a season ticket for, yeah. for next year. Crazy. But... Um, uh, I have been to all the European finals, bar the Athens, uh, the Athens game. Mm. Yeah, so uh, when I were, were a youth, well, I was wouldn't. My you mum, could have gone, mate. My mum wouldn't. How old let, were you? My mum wouldn't have let me. I was thirty-one. <laughs> Twenty-five and uh, uh, thirty. Uh, it's going up by every second. <laughs> Forty, uh, uh, forty-five. Um, but um, no, so it's but it's also dependent on whether I have any work when, and I can only find out on the Tuesday. So I'd have to re I've, I've already, I've canceled my, the credit card with Thomas Cook, but um, there's the possibility because they're finding it hard to shift them, the packages. Yeah, but they're finding it up again. hard to shift the tickets as well, JK. I know, so I know. if you I can't know. go, are you going to be able to shift yours? No, I failed. Can you put it, can you put it on the exchange? <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, I've given him, I've taken the hit with that. So as a serious point then, should you yeah. have to take that hit or actually is this a massive failing from UEFA? Yes. Well, no and yes. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. um... I mean, you know, look, this is why we, I mean, uh, just to get, I mean, look, as I'm the chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust, I'm probably kind of uniquely positioned to talk about this. But we uh, released a statement this morning hammering UEFA in particular 
uh, for choosing such a ridiculous location for a final, uh, irrespective of whether it's two London clubs. I mean, if it was a German club or an Italian club be just as hard or to a get Spanish there. club, it would be just as stupid to have it there. Yeah, and they could have predicted this was going to happen. Well, they the could have done. Were hap- were, were um, and they went the against ground. their own, uh, you know, kind of criteria for location selection as well, I hasten to add. But we, we released a statement that... Uh, basically hammered UEFA for the stupid choice of location and also hammered the club for really not providing any help to mitigate the difficulties in getting there either logistically or financially. And we've been trying to talk to them about all this for the last week. And we, I mean, you know, it's not like we, they haven't talked to us completely, but they've not really done anything about it. And their silence on a lot of these issues was deafening. So we felt absolutely compelled to put this statement out today. Well, were we to win it? Have they considered there'll be a parade, or is that I don't been think, forgotten no, as well? They, look, they stopped doing parades when they wanted to get planning permission for the stadium because they didn't want to annoy and upset the residents any more than they had to. That's why they stopped the parade. Right. But uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, it cost too much. The fact that the club's partners, Thomas Cook, are charging a grand when they charge 400 quid to get out to the Carabag game is just nothing short of exploitative. Yes, it is extortion, yeah. They're, they're the only club out of the four... Uh, English clubs playing in finals that are demanding that we have to pick up the tickets from a location, yeah. which is impractical mm, to say that... As I understand it, Arsenal, Spurs are demanding yeah, that. Not for all of their fans. Are they not? Arsenal are doing it for their overseas fans, and I think maybe Spurs or the others are like a random sample. Chelsea instigated this policy a couple of years ago, largely as a response to what happened in Paris on the Metro, that if you buy an away ticket for a European uh, match, you have to pick up your ticket about three hours before the match from a location that they select, uh, you know, prior to the prior to the game. And to do it, it's annoying as it, enough as it is anywhere. But to, to do it in there. Baku, yeah. Yeah. which is going to be chaos for a lot of yeah. people trying to go there, is even worse. We asked them to do a beam back. Uh, which they're not going to do because they said nobody was interested. We asked them to... Subs- How do they know whether anybody's well, going to be interested? Well, apparently their sources told them that. Now, uh, they... Um uh, we asked them to look. We, we kind of proved the financial case for offering a subsidy to people doing it, and you know they they weren't able to do that. So they've they've really you know um, let us down, frankly. So that's why we put the statement out. They've now I see put another one out subsequent to that, which you know they didn't put a statement out like Arsenal did. Arsenal, whether they meant it or not, is immaterial. Whether they felt that UEFA were going to change their mind about anything is immaterial. What Arsenal did by putting their statement out was was saying. Arsenal fans, we are with you. We care about this. We sympathise with the absolute ridiculous nightmare you've got to go out to back. I think the major thing as well has been the small number of tickets allowed to either 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 side. Well, the uh, I mean, yeah. supposedly because the airport can't deal with it. Well, That's exactly. Yeah, which should, therefore it should never. Have well, been so a, then why a, choose a the damn place in the first place? place. Exactly. You know. So you know, Arsenal basically sent a message out to their fans that they care about what's happening. Do you think your club don't care and about by, you? Yeah, well, by not sending a statement out, that's the message it sends out. Um, I'm sure there are people uh, within the club who do care about, you know, the difficulties that we face. But, you know, by not sending a statement out, it, it just sends out the wrong message. I mean, at the, at the very least, it's bad PR. <laughs> at the very least. Is there ever going to be a solution to this, though? Because we've seen complaints yes. from finalists in recent years saying, and UEFA just won't change it. Well, why are you so confident? Well, I will tell be you why. Because I think it's time we really started getting, you know, I hesitate to say civil disobedience, but you know, I think we need to start going after their sponsors. You know, these. You know, when you the, say going after, you talk about boycotts. Yes. Yeah. 
because they're, they're they're all you know they're pigs with their snouts in the trough basically and i think you need the only way you can win against them is to hit them where it hurts them and that's financially and i mean we've seen actually uses a, a viable campaign strategy for the last five years against kind of you know nefarious organizations you go after their money you go after their sponsors because they like they, they hate two things more than anything else bad pr and a financial hit so there you go and you can offer them both well if you're a Chelsea social fan, media enables you to do that effectively these days it yeah. really really does if you're a fan and you feel and i'm talking about uefa not chelsea yeah, by yeah. The way. and should, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. That. and you'd like to join the chid revolution yeah. get in touch on o2 get on board brothers and sisters 70 right 20 558 coming up how have chelsea done in the past in the europa league This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And Chelsea are, of course, in a Europa League final. Traditionally, gents, throughout your storied and rich past, how have the club got on in this competition? Well, they've been in it once. No, well, it, you see, no, we've already won it we, once. We, we, we've been in, in the fair, I said we've only been in it once. I That's said. true. We won yeah, it no, then. But we were in the Fairs Cup, which was the original. Well, I love all this because you know me. Yeah. I, I love doing a bit of research. Yeah, yeah. You see, you yeah, think, but what was he asking about? Europa League or Fairs Cup? Well, I'm that, asking about it, the secondary the cup. Yeah, European competition. In yeah, the well, same we, way. we were in it once and we won it. Okay. Well, the Europa, the Europa League, the current... Uh, yeah. incumbent of said competition yeah, yeah. we ended up in in 2013 having been dumped out of the Champions League and we won it so he's right it's the second time we've been in it so at the moment we're one for one yeah hopefully we'll be two for two two for two but um you know we've we've we look we have a wonderful European track record I mean we've we've won five uh European trophies you know cup winners cup in 71 cup winners cup in 97 of course this is what the Europa Cup has kind of incorporated um, the Super Cup, which is you know the winner the of the Europa League, League yeah, we won that in '98. Obviously, we won the Euro- European Cup in 2012 and the Europa Cup in 2013. And of course, because I'm so even-handed, Johnny, I thought well, I better research Arsenal and see see if they've actually won anything. And actually, I I forgot this. They won a European trophy before we did. So well done to them. They won the Intercities Fairs Cup uh, in 1970, which again this became the UEFA Cup, yeah. which became the Europa League. Uh, so uh, I didn't know that Newcastle won that as well. They know. won it the year before, didn't they? Yeah, they, they did. So the we now here's the other thing. Uh, Arsenal, I think their first appearance in Europe was about sixty three, sixty four. We, of course, uh, a could have been in the first uh, European, European Cup, Cup in fifty five, but we actually went into the Intercities Fairs Cup in nineteen fifty eight. We were it was advised against by the government, wasn't it? Hardacre, yeah, Hardacre, hard yeah. But we were in the Intercities Fairs Cup in nineteen fifty eight, so we kind of have a longer. European How pedigree. How did we do? Does it say? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Not, I don't. Not particularly well. We did much better, of course. And this is. I looked at the website today, and they had footage of the match against Roma, where Terry Venables scored a, a hat trick. I was there. Yeah, I thought you might have been. Four one. Yeah, they had uh, the footage of him scoring those goals. One of them was a wonderful free kick. Yeah. It was. And the other one was a wonderful volley from the left-hand yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. his hat-trick goal. Yeah. But they had him talking uh, kind of underneath the, the, the pictures, if you Did see what they? I mean. Yeah, go and check it's it out. on the website. Yeah, they've got all these kind of historical... Oh, mo- that's what made me think about why don't we talk about this, because oh, it's great. God. One of my favourite uh, kind of European... And this is kind of relevant, really, to, to what's going on this weekend, is that when we won the uh, Cup Winners' Cup in 71 against Real Madrid in Athens, in the semi-final, we played Manchester City. Of course we did. 
Yeah. Of course we did. And what did. was it? Nil nil and one nil or one nil and I can't remember. I, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Alan Hudson starred, if I yeah, remember. Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I mean, that's an interesting thing. I brought out this stat here because I thought, oh, I wonder, because we, we played United in the Champions League in 2008, which I conveniently forget all about. Um, so I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder, you know, if Arsenal and, 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 and us have played, uh, you know, against English sides. Arsenal have played uh, against English sides six times in their history and have won none. They've drawn two and lost two, whereas we have, I think, won... Oh, we've played 17 times, mainly against Liverpool, I think. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've won six, drawn seven, lost four. So our record against English sides in European competition is slightly better. Well, actually, it's a lot better than Arsenal, so they've not even won one yet. That's but, a good omen in my book, Johnny. That is a good omen, but if we look at more recent history and we look at Chelsea's form against Arsenal... Horrible. How is that? Yeah. You see, you know, I do. I, you know, what you lot out there listening don't know is that I work bloody hard on a Friday and I find out all these statistics and you I do. how do you do it because by magic mate is it magic no it's because I you know once once a researcher for a production company always a I know but do you stick in just Arsenal Chelsea results and it comes out oh, you got no wet luck boy you see that's, that's the point yeah. you know I, I, that's uh, tools of the trade phenomenal. mate it's my trade secrets you're not going to tell I'll us tell you, you I'll tell you no. I'll tell you later if you pay me enough money I'd, I'd like, um, I've got basically quid. I've made Johnny very happy here because I went back as far as the beginning of the 2015 season um, and in that time Chelsea have only won one, two, three, four matches out of the what? I don't know, about 15 matches there. Our recent record against Arsenal is pretty horrible. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, what can I say? It's been horrible. Whereas, of course, if you go before that, you would say the same about Arsenal, including the wonderful 6-0, which uh, I will never forget. So Arsenal kind of, you know, got a bit of parity back, I think, in terms of playing Chelsea, whereas... You were our whipping boys for a while, as in fact we were your whipping boys before Mourinho turned up. Does that current form worry you, Chich? No, I tell you what worries me. What worries me is the way that Emery completely and utterly, uh, you know, sort found out Sarri's tactics and destroyed us at the Emirates. That was that was people forget about that, don't they? But I think that was up there, one of the most embarrassing defeats of the season. It was. They overwhelmed us. We, we were just pathetic. At the very beginning we of the game. Pathetic. It was, yeah, dreadful. So they have the capability to do that. I think Emery's a good manager. He is. You know, tactically. And He's I, underrated by yeah. Arsenal fans, by the way. The, the other thing is that, you know, interestingly, both of our, our, our form in the Europa League is quite interesting. Arsenal's has been pretty good recently. I mean, that 4-2 against Valencia was a huge result. And then beating Napoli over there, that's a big result. Napoli. Did you see Napoli play Funny last enough, season? I, I did. Yeah. Anyway, they're yeah. a good side, apparently. Oh, were they? Particularly now they don't have Sarri. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've got Ancelotti. But, I mean, you know, joking aside, it's a good result to go to Napoli and win. I mean, didn't they beat Liverpool in the Champions League, Napoli? I think They, they did, the, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, did. that's a good result for Arsenal. So, you know, they're not to be uh, taken Magic lightly. Kiev beat Ajax. Yeah, yeah, true enough. Unai Emery, though, is of course the most successful manager in the history of the Europa, of the Europa League. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. loves it. He loves. It. Yeah, he'll be going for his third uh, title, as they like to call it in Spain. Is, is, I think is, is it's it? his fourth. Is, is it? his fourth? I think he won three is on the spin three? with Sevilla in a sort of absolutely terrifying way. And in a funny way, it shouldn't make a difference. But also, it's still a game of to football. Remember that in each instance, they failed to qualify the following year for the Champions League. They did, but this is not a Champions I, League match. I mean, I mean, sorry, they did qualify, obviously, but they then failed to go to, into the round of uh, 16. But yeah, indeed, it, therefore, it may be his... Um, 
his uh, his lucky rabbit's foot. It may be his lucky his 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 totem is this is the Europa League. But I don't think so. I think the fact they play in the Premier League together will 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 uh, will uh, affect the the outcome of this. I think it'll be a nervy affair personally. I just love the fact you know. Um that, that you just look at the number of European trophies we've won. We've won five European trophies, you know. And actually, the, the hilarious thing about that, we've won more European trophies pre-Roman than we have post, or, you know, during Roman. You know, who'd have thought that, considering we were only invented in 2004? <laughs> Amazing. It's true, thing. actually. We've got a fine, fine... We won a European trophy before Liverpool did, right? You know, it's we have a fine tradition in Europe. And... Uh, I, I hope that the players remember that when they go out there to Do come home. The to come out, yeah, I think that more than you might think. Actually, they're they're more Wouldn't aware. They be of, aware of yeah, our they're more yeah, they're more aware than this than you might think. Um, but I mean, to come home with a six European trophy, that's fan- that'd be fantastic. Would, I'm really excited it would be about wonderful, that. Yeah, yeah. And then, Arsenal have only won two, and Sarri would have broken his duck. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I don't begrudge him yeah. that. You know, yeah. then they can yeah. disappear and say, "I won a trophy." It'd be wonderful for him. You yeah. know, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he always says. Uh, oh, I don't care about winning trophies. It's just all about how we play. I, I mean, surely, you know... You have to have a successful side. Surely he just, must be excited yeah, about yeah. winning a trophy. Surely, surely. It's interesting, though, because for Chelsea, the prospect of winning this is excitement. For Arsenal, there's an angle there of necessity because really? they have to win this game to qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. Coming up, is that going to give them an edge? Mm-hmm. This is Love Sport. Chelsea would love a win in the Europa League final. It would, as JK was pointing out, break Sarri's duck. It would give some silverware for the season and it would be a wonderful way for Aiden Hazard to potentially end his career in a Chelsea shirt. But is the match a bit more significant for Arsenal? Chelsea have already qualified for the Champions League through finishing third in the Premier League. Arsenal have to win this game to get into Europe's premier competition next year. Are they going to want it more? Well, they might freeze, though. It might work the opposite way. The pressure, pre- the pressure might be too much for them. That's an interesting point. Do you think that's how they'll respond to it? Very easily, yeah. And... Um, it also depends on what what's the pitch going to be like in Baku. Do we know? Is it surely a... the pitch has got to be good? Surely. Well, I don't know. It's it's uh, who knows what what's we're on the other side That's of the world, point. aren't we? It's a, it's um, is that a priority? Is it going to be? Uh, I mean, what was the pitch like against Karabag when? Uh, I don't remember actually. I really I thought don't it remember. was a bit lumpy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a decent stadium, so you would have thought it'll be okay. Um, and it's a final, you know. You would have thought that they would that have they prepared would. a decent yeah, pitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Kiev's was horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. But that's because it was in the middle of winter. Yeah. You know, so I think that comes into effect. And the one the other week against New England Revolution was just a disgrace. It was a disgrace. A little shower. I was just trying to cause several people to object. Well, to, uh, to, I got to, a very rude tweet yeah, from yeah, some, some yeah, Yanks. So yeah, yeah. He's a bit defensive, you know, these Yanks. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you know, whatever. I, I just pointed out that, that you'd heard it or read it and, you know, whatever. Bottom well, I, think, line, I think Chelsea would miss Loftus-Cheek, I think, which is the, the bottom line with that as well, well as, I, as a consequence of the uh, of him having his uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Achilles broken. Bottom line, though, it's interesting, isn't it? Will, will Arsenal be more motivated than Chelsea? <sighs> I like your point about the fact that they might freeze under the pressure, actually, because, you know, they're... You know, they absolutely have to win this to get I, Champions League football. I have seen... We might be more relaxed. I, I, Johnny would, would, would agree with me here, I think. I have seen them play terribly on occasions this Oh, yeah, season. under pressure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really dreadfully. Yeah. 
as well as then suddenly coming on. Uh, they've, the, the few, I've watched the uh, highlights of the uh, Europa League and they appear to have played well in those instances, yeah. but uh, well, scored some good goals. Well, it's the front but two. The, but the, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But the, the standard of football in the Europa League this year was um, poor. Absolutely well, dreadful. Well, Chelsea did have an easy draw. A fairly disgraceful draw in terms of the quality. You had quite a tough one, I thought. Yeah, well, yeah. and to be fair on Chelsea, you can only beat what's in front of you. you but I think yours wasn't massively representative of some of the teams. Kiev was supposed to be really good and they, mm. were, they were awful. I think, um, I think what, what was quite telling uh, was that really the, the, the first decent opposition we had uh, was Frankfurt. Yeah. And, and even then we were all over them and, in the first time. Well, we were actually, and that's a good point. I forget that. It's just because, of course, we had that second leg, which was a bit nail-biting, more nail-biting than it should have been. But even in the first half of the second leg, we were still... Far yeah. superior. Should have put it to bed. It was just bizarre. Here's another thing for you, though, which kind of links into, you know, Arsenal's motivation and everything. Um, look, we know these players very well, and and they definitely, you know, take their foot off the gas when they think they can get away with it. If they're playing poor opposition, they ratchet it down a few gears. Um, so I wonder, the fact that we're playing Arsenal, who, you know, frankly, humiliated them uh, at the Emirates this season. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll be more up for it because they know that they're going to be in for a tough game. But they're talking playing a decent side, and they know it. Yeah. Talking of people being more up for it, this could be Aiden Hazard's so. final game in a Chelsea yep. shirt. Is there going to be an aspect for him personally of a thank you to the fans and also a final statement of his yeah. excellence? I also think he wants to win the competition. Does he wants to win a European trophy? So he's not. He, he's going to. Or try his best as he the last few games I think in the, the Frankfurt game he seemed to be either exhausted or just on the periphery he wasn't uh, he's a, he, he, he would have had a rest of course, yeah he had a huge yeah. rest so is he, he a big game player he is a big game player yeah. on the whole he also absolutely rinses Arsenal most times he plays them. Yeah. this is what I'm looking yeah poor yeah. old Johnny he yeah. can recognise that and, I, and, I, and I, I think you know the fact that it's a final it's his last game he missed the last European final we were in because he was injured if you yeah. remember yeah. Yeah. Um, you know and I think the you know he is he is not quite Drogba-esque levels against Arsenal, but he likes playing against Arsenal, and I think hopefully his little eyes will light up at the sight of those red and white shirts, <laughs> and he's going to say, "I'm having you lot today on toast." It would be more, "I'm having you I'm lot having today. You I'm having you on a Belgian today waffle, on a waffle with syrup, with syrup, yes, syrup, syrup, yes." So I hope so. That's my plan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not many, too many waffles before the game, JK. Yeah. Waffles he like, afterwards. He likes the McDonald's. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Does he? Yeah, he? yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's, got a, he's, got, he's chunky, isn't he? Well, he's, talking of which, and talking of McDonald's, do you remember uh, André-Pierre Gignac, the French striker? No. So he was very, very good for Marseille and started for the French national team for a while, but was of the larger persuasion and allegedly enjoyed fast food. And the French fans always chant at him still. He plays his domestic football in Mexico now, but the chant is still Un Big Mac pour Gignac, which is <laughs> like not it. polite. Very I good. like it. I like, I like it. the rhyming That's quality good. of that. That's good. Yeah. That's Talking good. of French internationals, yeah. N'Golo Kante is mm. central for Chelsea. And he's fit. Is he fit? Well, is he? Uh, is he? Do you think? It's well, the, they said he's going to be a smoke screen. No, no. I think. I think if you know, he's I don't, been training. I with don't him. think Sarri does smoke screens. Yeah. This is my point. He's kind of like you know, you know, he's a bit like he's on the spectrum. You know, <laughs> he says he says it as it is. You know, he, he doesn't do nuance. You know, or, yeah. do you or like subterfuge. that as a fan? What the directness calling a well, spade a no, spade? No, because I, you know, I I do, and I've said this time and time again. I th- I find it refreshing 
although I'm a little concerned as to where it comes from. And as I said, I also think that going hand in hand with that is, is, is a huge lack of empathy for the club, for the supporters, for the players in particular, which I don't think is healthy. But I, I, quite, I, I quite like people who say it as it is and who don't care about the consequences. I, I've always found that quite... Um, you know, I just wish he spoke English a bit better, though. I feel we're getting it'll come. When, yeah, but now, whether we then see a nicer side to him, a less. I think um, he can be quite jocular, can't he? Yeah, there are there you are know. moments, but I, I'd, I'd love to go out for a drink with him, see what he's really like. Actually, he'd probably be smoking. Uh, you know, too yeah, you'd spend a long no, time. I, I, in the yeah, no, but mate, look, I, I used to smoke. I can deal with that. We'll go out and we'll have a, have a bottle of grappa and see what what kind of comes out of it. You know? <laughs> can you imagine that painting the town, Johnny? Red. I did a bottle of grappa on the way from Turin Airport to the ski resort once. Lord above. Wonderful, and did, did you stay was. upright when, once you Well, got I was there. in the minibus. It didn't matter, did No, it? but once you put your skis on, Chidge. No, it was night at night. I fell, oh, out, okay. I fell out of the minibus. Yeah, skis was the following day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, I, c- I can only imagine. Coming up, it is time. <laughs> I am saying I know anything about it. I'm not, <laughs> I've got I'm, a clue. I'm, I'm just terrified. My mind is doing cartwheels. Coming up, the opposition <laughs> view with the wonderful Chris Howard of Gunnerstown and, of course, the Arsenal fan show here on Love Sport Radio. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and David Chidgy and Jonathan Kidd of the Chelsea Fancast. I'm delighted to say that we're also joined on the line by Chris Howard, who is of the Suburban Gooners blog Gunners Town, and of course the Arsenal Fan Show right here on Love Sport Radio every Monday, 7 till 9. Evening, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Are you confident? Well, I remember coming on the Chelsea show right at the beginning of the season and saying that Chelsea were going to smash us and you ended up beating us. So I'm going to go complete 180 if they yes. So I'm really confident <laughs> now. Hoping karma comes back to help me. Well, yeah, but Chris, we, we've just been, you know, our, our re- I've, I'd forgotten all about that, actually. But my, my recent memory playing Arsenal is, is the stuff of nightmares because I thought you, you not only beat us at the Emirates... Uh, last time out, you humiliated us, demolished us. I mean, people, and it's really eviscerated. In- yeah, us. I mean, it was interesting because we because we had a lot of horrific results last season, and it's funny how a lot of Chelsea sports seem to forget that one. But I actually think that was arguably one of the worst of the lot because I thought we were out muscled, out bullied, out fought, out thought. It was couldn't pathetic. get the ball. Yeah, it was pathetic. Mind you, that was only for the first half because the second half, in fact, we came back well, into true it. Enough. So there you go. Yeah. So yeah. You know that, that that I'm worried about it basically, so I can understand why you are quite confident. I mean, well, you know, I'm just that's a little bit of bravado there. But can I give you my um, on this day of Theresa May being ousted? Can I give you my manifesto as to reasons why Chelsea should let us win? <laughs> you, <laughs> if you, you want. can. And then we'll but then we'll right, say no. we we want to go for a no deal, mate. <laughs> uh, number one, we need Champions League more than you do. Very true. Number two. You stole a very handsome Frenchman from us. Yes. And that very is just true. quite frankly wrong. Yes. Um, you've won it more recently than we have, yes. number three. Um, well, we've you won already it, I hate think your... you'll find. Well, yeah, more recently, yeah. Um, you've already, uh, you already hate your manager, so you might as well, you know, let us win so that you can kick him out. But Chris, do you number... want your club to be a charity case, mate? Do you want this to be a case of begging Chelsea, saying we need it more than you? Yeah, and that I'll last... take anything. <laughs> that one isn't going to happen. Without history of, uh, of European competition, I will take anything. Um, number five, it won't keep you Edin Hazard anyway. Um, and number six, I still haven't forgiven you lot for the Ashley Cole versus Gallas thing because, quite frankly, 
we you you got one hell of a player out of that, and we got someone who sat yeah. on sat on his uh, yeah. backside you know. at Birmingham. Well, it's, so. Chris, it, it serves you right, mate. You know, completely and utterly. <laughs> you know, and uh, we, I mean, Ashley Cole was so loved at Chelsea. Oh, I remember seeing player. recently. I don't know if you remember this, Chris. I caught sight of this, but there was people in the press trying to make out the point that Chelsea fans never really warmed to Ashley Cole. Yeah, I mean, absolute rubbish. rubbish. We Ashley, loved him. Ashley Cole is, is up there with Petr Cech, Drogba, yeah. you know, John Terry yeah. and, and, and Lampard in, in, in that kind of revered side. We loved it. Anyway, let's not go down that route. Well, anyway, I like Gallus until he went to, to Spurs and then yeah, when he yeah, went to yeah. Arsenal. It was yeah, disastrous. Yeah. yeah, Spurs was obviously, yeah. you know, you can't do that. Um, Chris, it's interesting, actually, you, you, you kind of mentioned that because... You know, in all seriousness, a lot of Chelsea supporters have been pretty unhappy with this season. Um, but are Arsenal fans happy with your season? Um, uh, a great exhale of breath. Uh, not, I guess it's been a par. If you're going to use golfing terminology, it would be a par because we didn't think we think we've got the fifth, probably the fourth, maybe fifth best squad in the league. We finished fifth. Um, we've got problems, we've got similar problems that we had last season away from home, also defensively. Uh, going forward, we seem to be OK. So I expected us to be finishing fourth, fifth. Fourth would be a great, a good season. Fifth is a bit meh. I think the narrative is often woven based on um, recent results. And if you look at the last two months, Arsenal should have had a Champions League spot sewn up and they absolutely blew it. And so if we don't win the Europa League, people are going to look back on those from the last couple of months and make it define our season. And personally, I think, you know, it's just been on par in total. Mm. Can you understand, I mean, you know, from the outside looking in, why so many Chelsea supporters, you know, just are are very unhappy with Maurizio Sarri? Not really, (laughs) no. Um, if I'm completely honest, you know, he's delivered, he's delivered uh, a different style of football. He's had to change, from what I've seen, I mean, you guys can correct me, but from what I've seen, he's changed the ethos and the actual structure and style of play. You, it's going to take you a season or two of his players to be able to develop the, the proper Sarri ball, if you like. I mean, I know he's wedded to a certain formation and perhaps you guys have been used to uh, pragmatists and, and, and managers that will adapt and, and based on opponents. Well, yeah, and winning. essentially um, defensive, actually, as well. Yeah, I mean, but I think there's an element of uh, has he got his own players in? Just as an outsider looking in, I don't think Sarri's done no. that bad of a job. Okay. I think you're because you've been so successful um, of the last five six years. You're kind of basing your evolution on that. But you know, with Abramovich, I don't know whether he's permanently raining in the uh, the coffers but yeah. because it's been a little bit more like that of the last few seasons or last season or so from an outsider looking in you know I would I would have expected it to be viewed in the same way that Emery's viewed at Arsenal yeah. which is that's why I asked know, the question really right. Chris that's exactly yeah, why I asked right. it but that's he's new new comparison. manager give it, yeah, give him a go yeah see what happens yeah. Chris, how are you guys with Sarri? oh don't <laughs> we'll be here all night Chris well, you know, ambivalent, but, you yeah. know, not massively happy. If Still the looking for the pattern at the moment as yeah. to see what, whether he's actually playing his own his system because it, 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 it seems bits of it you'd think, oh, he's passed the ball in an interesting triangle and then they seem to revert to a kind of non-defensive, almost Conte-ish kind of style. Mm. I can't, uh, we can't work it out at the moment. But that, 
But that's the same thing at Arsenal. We are, we've seen Emery change formations. We've seen him change playing staff. We've seen him um, do quite a lot of rotation, which has baffled us at times. And uh, some people have been unhappy with that. And I think he's still finding, he's still trying to find his team. And arguably, you can say he should have found his team by now. Um, you know, his, his best 11, 12, 13 players. But I feel like it's exactly the same with, with Chelsea. Um, the only difference is, is I think, Believe it or not, my personal opinion is that I think you guys are a little bit more impatient than us, which is hard yeah. to believe. No, I think that's true. Yeah. Also, the thing is, Chris, we don't like, you know, you, you, you nailed that one on the head. We just have, we don't really like uh, kind of possession-based sideways football. You know, we, we used to delight in beating Arsenal and taking the mick out of you lot for playing tick attack. The same at Barcelona. So the fact that somebody's trying to turn us into that, but five years after the fact, is not exactly filling us with a lot of glee. Chris, I've got a big question for you. I'm going to give you the ultimate Sophie's choice. Would you rather see <laughs> Arsenal win the Europa League, thereby qualifying for the Champions League, and see Tottenham win the Champions League, or no, see no, Chelsea, Chelsea have, win... I'll, I'll stop you. Chelsea can, have, Chelsea can have the Europa League. I do not want to see Tottenham anywhere near that trophy. I will be wearing a uh, curly head wig and a Liverpool shirt if, uh, if that's what it takes to, uh, to see Liverpool win the Champions League. I cannot have Tottenham win the Champions League. And for you, Chelsea, lads, would you be well, willing to concede the Europa League I'm, to I'm, Arsenal? I'm, I'm not prepared to wear a curly wig or, or look, any, <laughs> or, or look any, anywhere near looking like a scouser, but I, I would happily chuck the Europa Cup if it meant Tottenham didn't win the No, uh, I, I personally would always here. prefer the trophy. Ooh. You would rather see Spurs Ooh. in the Champions League? If that was the swap, I would have Chelsea win, yeah. Well, I know why. You, see. you see, the thing is, though, Chris, what you don't know, Jonathan's a lot older than me, so he won't have that long to live to carry that awful burden, yeah. the fact that Spurs have <laughs> won the Champions League, whereas yeah. I will have no, to fact, live with it a lot no, longer. Also, Chris, uh, um, Chris Ch- um, Chidge will come around and kill me. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> just, yeah. just after we've won the Europa League. <laughs> Chris, as a final point, a lot has been made of this potential for Petr Cech to be returning to Chelsea. There's a big argument about whether he should play in the final for Arsenal or not. Who would you start and for what reason, Cech or Bernd Leno? Um, well, I think it's a moot point because knowing our back line, we're probably going to like kick the ball again. You know, I can see Akashelny kicking the ball against his own face to put Eddie Hazard through in goal anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter who's picking it's the ball out image. of the net after he's done that. Um, you know, so, so, so confident, side, Chris. Always good. optimistic. <laughs> you know me. You know me. <laughs> um, I think that if you're a manager, and on a serious note, if you're a manager and you've made a commitment to players... Um, you need to honour that commitment. I genuinely do. And if you think about, it's not just, this has wider implications. So if you're someone like Unai Emery who is fostering this this team and, you know, we're all in it together mentality, if you then go back on your word, what's it going to say to other players within the squad? Um, and I also think that Petr Cech, he's, he's a consummate pro. He's been absolutely brilliant at the time at Arsenal. And I know the Chelsea fans love him as well. And uh, but, but despite that, he is going out there on his final game to win it for Arsenal. If it means he has to strain an extra sinew to get to a ball, to, to knock it out of um, a Chelsea player's you know, uh, field of vision or just to make sure that it isn't, isn't going in, he'll do it. Um, mm. But having said that, I do... So, so I personally would start Czech just because I think if he's made that... If, if Unai Maria has made that commitment, then you'd start Czech. If he hasn't made that commitment, then Leno is clearly the better goalkeeper. Mm. But I do understand from one point of view which is what the narrative says around you know if um 
if something happens, so if there's a ball over the top and Czech flaps at it and it's the winning goal, then there'll be all kinds of questions asked. So I understand yeah. the, the situation it's put in. I personally think there's probably a little bit of mischief making, probably from the Chelsea uh, the Chelsea backroom or someone leaked it at some stage um, because it seems a bit timely that this this has come out from, I think it was Sky Sports that reported it, but it seems a bit mischief-making from my side. Maybe it's a bit destabilising, but personally, I still think. Mm, interesting point. And Chris, as a final note, I've got to put you on the spot, mate. Score prediction, please. Well, I'm going 3-2 two two? for Arsenal. Oh, he's Arsenal. a confident man. Let's do it. Chris. Because I think, I'm hoping football karma comes comes back all the way around because we lost 3-2 right at the start of the season, so I'm hoping it goes in our favour, the exact reverse. Your argument seems to just be, it's Arsenal's turn, Chris. Is that is that <laughs> basically it? Yeah, Arsenal that. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Come on, football. It's dogs. fair. Logic prevails as ever. Chris, thank you ever so much. Chris Howard there, who is, of course, at the Suburban, Suburban Gunners blog, Gunners Town, and the Arsenal fan show here on Love Sport Radio every Monday night, 7 till 9 Coming up, we've heard the Arsenal view, but how should Chelsea approach that big Europa League final? This is Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, and it is, of course, our preview of the Europa League final. Let's address the strikers. Is Sarri going to go with Giroud or Higuain? Oh, please, not Higuain, please. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a, such a... Uh, he, he seems to think Higuain somehow is his boy and he's not. He's a kind of large granddad figure just wandering about on the periphery and either being offside or... You're a big fan. Uh, the, his, his attempt at scoring against Leicester the other day when he, he actually managed to hit the ball onto his own foot so it went off for a goal kick when just... just if you told the him the ball was the a big pork pie, I reckon he might go he'd, after yeah, it a bit I reckon, more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I reckon he'd, he'd, he'd volley it in with mustard. Or a, or a burger. <laughs> well, he's an Argentinian, so tell him yeah, it's... Mate, beef, it's, it's, a beef burger. it's a beef burger. It's a beef burger, mate. Um, but but also, I'm not, you know, I'm not convinced with Giroud. I find this si- signing of him... Is, is, is re-signing um, dubious in the extreme, I think. Um, well, you know why that is. Well, they've done it entirely It tells they, me that yeah, the transfer ban is absolutely. happening. Absolutely. Well, so they keep signing up all the old boys. Old boys, Which yeah. is just like bonkers, it, really. It is bonkers to sign yeah. all the old boys up. Can, or is uh, it? Can, or well, is it? But, it, no, doesn't, it doesn't it means, mean they're they necessarily going to play. No, but they can't play the Sarri boy. I mean, we said that Alonso, they've gotten a five-year contract. Yeah. There are rumours he's going to Real. And he was actually in. I, I, well, really? Who knows? Rail, rail what? Zaragoza. Yeah, rail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so rail, some some railway somewhere. It's going to be yeah. railways. No, I'm, yeah. it was a gag that wasn't working. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, clearly. But, yeah, clearly. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. I've just dived into a hole of broadcasting. Let's, let's go idiocy. back to Oli. Oli Giroud. I, I see. Look, he has to play. Oli Giroud because Oli's been the Europe in the same way that Arsenal yeah, but, were going to play but, but Czech. But this is a final. Is he? Go- yeah. He played less and less as it went on in the semi-final. He didn't play the the second team that had been. Who playing did he start with on. against Frankfurt? Uh, in, he, in the he, second leg, he, he started with Hazard, didn't he? No, no. And did he play? For, no, 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 no. no in, the the, leg, in the second, second leg. leg. Do you remember? Um, he played more of a first no, team. But who did he? Was he? Did he start with well, Giroud? Well, well, oh, Giroud Higuain. So I meant he started with Higuain. No, against I thought Frankfurt. you meant the whole. No, no, no. He started with no, Giroud. I think he'll start with Giroud. And then, but, but here's the but thing. But he brought Higuain on. Yes, though. of course he did because we needed to try and score a goal. But I think here's the. Th- I have this fear actually. Um, if do you remember how awful uh, the 
the one and only, probably the, the only chance ever that we'll get to win the World Club Cup. And Benitez, uh, Benitez took us out to Japan and he absolutely blew uh, the final by picking completely the wrong team. Remember that? And do you remember how Ranieri completely blew the semi-final, semi-final in Monaco. against Monaco yeah, I was by there for that. Com- picking yeah. completely the wrong team? Yeah. I have a horrible, horrible feeling that Sarri, in his intransigence and stubbornness, will do exactly the same. And, and I mean, you can see the logic in it, can't you? Sarri's saying, well, it's the final. I might win a trophy, so I have to pick my best team. In his head, his best team has got Higuain starting up front. And it's got Kovacic in it. Um, well, there's no as, choice as there. As well as Jorginho. There's, I mean, there is a choice because, you, you, you know, what, Kovacic or Barkley. No, you're right. You've got... You've got um, he'll play Kovacic. Yeah, because of Cheek and, uh, yeah. and Adoy not being available. He'll play Kovacic and, and then sub play, in for um, Barkley um, on 61 um, minutes. William and yeah. Pedro. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have thought William and Pedro, I have a horrible feeling he will pick Higuain. Because he thinks that's his best team. Yes, he does. It'll be Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante, because I think Kante is fit, yeah, although yeah. I worry if he really is fit. Yeah. And I think it'll be... Will he stick with Emerson? Because he played Emerson in the semi-final. Well, that'll be interesting, won't it? Because he played Alonso against Leicester, and, and Alonso was really good. Who knows? That's a that's a toss-up, really, because yeah. they're you know, both not ideal. Yeah. But he played Dave at centre-half, didn't he? With um, Yeah, uh, but I mean... Christensen was injured. Is Christensen fit? I think he is. Yeah, think he's he fit is, again now. He'll play, he'll play Christensen with Louise. Yeah, Christensen's fit. He'll play with Louise. Aspie will yeah. be on the right. Yeah. Yeah. And there you yeah. go. There you have it. Yeah, Are I think, Chelsea's I think injuries more broadly a worry? Well, I mean, losing Loftus-Cheek, who was arguably our best player in the last part of the season, I think is a huge blow because he was yeah. coming into his own. He he clearly doesn't play Sarri ball, so that means we have a chance because he actually runs with it, beats people. He's a physical presence and he was beginning to and link he scores. Up. He scores uh, from midfield, which nobody else seems to be able to do. Yeah. He links up well with Hazard. So I think that's a huge loss for us. Yeah. Hudson-Odoi, less so, because I don't think he had really made a... He hadn't made an impression like Loftus-Cheek no. had. No. Although he's... You know, he'd be a great impact. He gave a, he gave a different option in that great um, impact sub. He didn't run yeah. inside all the time like Pedro. Like the others do. Pedro, yeah, the others do. And he Giroud stayed starting. out. And he was also he was very good at pinpointing yeah. Giroud. Exactly. But Giroud played very very well in against the uh, the the lesser teams in the Europa League, but isn't a um, a, a top player in mm. the Premier League. I'm afraid. The other big loss, of course, is Rudiger. Indeed, because you know, I think indeed. I think Rudiger's been one of our our best players this season. Well, he's season. more forceful, isn't he? As well, he's, he's got a, a bit leader of attitude. Too. Yeah, you know, and, and I think he's, he's likely yeah. to nut somebody if um, yeah. if something <laughs> particularly goes wrong Louise in a, in a way. Yeah, probably, which is not a bad idea. Player. But uh, I, I, he's a miss for us, I think. Yeah, huge miss. Yeah, huge miss. So, huge miss. Christensen is not the player everybody thought he would become. Uh, he, yeah, he's he he's a bit he, lightweight. He's lightweight. That's yeah. the word. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But a, a decent player, I think. But oh, he's a decent player. He's a bit like No, we're talking about different levels, aren't we? I mean, I think they are all they were all decent enough to to go very far in the Europa League because they're better players than the other team, yeah, teams exactly. that we played against. Yet, uh, and in fact, I felt we were watching a, a Champions League side that would probably have exited in the last 16, mm. um, whereas... Uh, um, Arsenal, of course, are a Premier League side who um, finished below us. Now, here's an idea for you, JK, something that we've not really talked about, which is a bit naughty of us and might be construed as being a bit one-eyed, nay, biased. Uh, but actually, that's Jorginho, who's who's actually played Started a lot... getting better and yeah, better. Yeah, he's played a lot better in the tail end of the season. Yeah. They weren't bad against Leicester. No, I've they got to give it actually. to them. No, they played the well. The only reason they didn't score was because of Higuain. Higuain. Yeah, but Jorginho certainly played better 
you I mean one has to concede yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So and I and I I mean, you know, for me the the whole match will boil down to either, you know, Sarri's attitude, you know, if if he if he if he plays Higuain, we just know the game is up in a sense. Yeah. And I think it'll also boil down to what Emery does tactically because Emery absolutely did Sarri like yeah, yeah, a kipper. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen this time. Well, that's what I see. I'm not convinced it will either, but no. go on. Why well, you no, I just because of the end of the season we finished we finished strongly. Yeah, we did. And I was I was and they didn't and they didn't at all. I was intrigued by um, uh, the three nil and then the Leicester game. I have to say, I thought um, I thought we were going to get turned over against Leicester. And, and no, they're a good side, and, and they were up. Yeah, for it. Yeah, and they were up for it, and yeah. we played very very well indeed. Yeah. And I thought, well, if that's the pattern that they're going to recreate in the cup final, then they're going to be difficult and, to beat Chelsea. And the other thing which we forget but shouldn't. Actually, and we've been moaning about all season, saying that they're all a bit, you know, snowflakey and a bit weak. Um, they beat Spurs in a very tough semi-final, which went to penalties, and they had the mental strength to get through that. Yeah. They beat Frankfurt. Uh, you know, I know they were absolutely god awful that night, but they, they still, still had went the through. To do they it. had the mental strength yeah. to get and, through. And, and you taking those penalties was similarly, um, yeah, uh, brilliantly done. So I think I think they have shown bizarrely and we all know this about this Chelsea side you know they, they when they put their minds they've to it they can do in it there. they've got winners but they're in mental, there. they have a mental yeah. strength to do it which disappears for them most of the time it yeah, has to be yeah. said but when it counts they can they tend to put it in yeah. Johnny which Chelsea is going to turn up is it going to be the mentally strong one or will we see a wobble <sighs> Mr Wobbly or Mr Mentally Strong I don't think they're going to succumb to um, if, if Arsenal attempt to to Overwhelm them as they did in the first half at the Emirates. and they won't be at the Emirates either. And, no, and, it, they're, and they're playing makes, away, which an away makes match. a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think uh, I think things are very personally <laughs> are very positive. <laughs> well, I just just saying that I just thought was something really horrendous. Arsenal can't uh, win away, and Chelsea can't win away. So what does that tell you? It'll be a nil-nil draw. It'll probably go to penalties. Go to It'll go to penalties, as yeah, Chris Waddle would say. Nobody, be, nobody. Be able check to, the, no, hero yeah, the hero and the villain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's a thought of. There, who knows? I mean, there is a lot. I mean, I have to say, with all great finals, there's always kind of little subplots and dramas going on, and this is. This is ripe for it, isn't it? With Petr Cech in goal, yeah. Oli Giroud playing for and us. Remember, we Hazard's could, last game. We you played know. very well against City in the League Cup yeah. final. And yeah. then we played differently to to well, it wasn't we played, Sarri we, ball yeah, we there. Played we played Conte ball. We played yeah, it was kind yeah. of but nonetheless it was the same composition of team without Loftus Cheek and Adoy because it was an early yeah. version of yeah, it. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And it had Louise playing centre half who yeah. played fantastically. Yeah. So I'm I'm I, I, at the moment I'm very positive about Chelsea. Winning. Well, I, I think it'll be nil nil, and we're going to win on penalties. Yeah. Pelantes. What are, what are you going for, J.K.? Uh, I'm going for. Uh, uh, 3-1 to Chelsea. And it'll be Hazard scoring the winning penalty, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It'll Will he take the last one? It, yeah, and it'll go through Petr Cech's legs. Yeah. Well, and he'll, he'll go He'll nuts! Penenka check, and then Cech will high-five <laughs> oh, him. Oh, nuts. Oh! <laughs> check to pull on a Chelsea shirt at the end. What odds exactly, are we yeah, getting on that? Yeah. No, he's wearing one all the way through the yeah. game, which yeah. he revealed. He'll have, his, he'll have his Chelsea underpants on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Takes his shorts We'll down. all be wearing our Chelsea underpants yeah. next Wednesday. Well, metaphorically, we'll be yeah. wearing them. <laughs> It's a circus. You'll have to join us next week on the Chelsea Fan Show. We'll review things. Hold up. 
thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.